Welcome to the Real Estate Espresso Podcast, your morning shot of what's new in the world of real estate investing. I'm your host, Victor Menashe. On today's show, we're talking about confidence. Will Jerome Powell be Jerome Powell in the coming months, or will he be Paul Volcker? On today's show, we're talking about factors that could signal global instability and a crisis of confidence in our financial system. What happens if the Fed was to loosen monetary policy before actually beating inflation? This is a realistic scenario that many investors have been predicting. The hope of many investors, those who are addicted to loose monetary policy of the past decade, is that we return to the way things were. Asset bubbles feel good on the way up, and they feel terrible on the way down. The past decade has represented a market distortion. It's been promoted by central banks in Europe, in the US, in Canada, and Japan. The list goes on and on. If central bankers decide to pivot lower interest rates or keep interest rates artificially low, it's likely that investors in the bond market will not accept those lower interest rates. You see, interest rates are based on one principal factor, and that is risk. When the market yields on Turkish sovereign debt are higher than, say, German sovereign debt, it's a reflection of the higher risk associated with Turkish government debt than German government debt. When the yield on Netflix bonds are higher than the yield on, say, IBM, it's a reflection that the market perceives higher risk with Netflix than IBM. The bond market ultimately determines the yields in the market. If the Fed was to slow down their interest rate before actually beating inflation, the bond market's likely to respond with a loss of confidence in the Fed. I'm hearing from many economists that the U.S. is close to the end game of debasement of the currency. Throughout history, when a currency weakens and degenerates into hyperinflation, it eventually fails and it's replaced by a new currency. It happened in the Roman Empire. It happened in the U.S. with the continental dollar. It happened in Weimar, Germany. Throughout history, it's happened over and over again. Part of Germany's current responsible attitude towards financial management is directly attributable to the economic pain experienced during the Weimar Republic years and the eventual rise of the Nazi Party, which promised to return Germany to its former glory. The conditions that led to the formation of the Nazi Party in Germany are not unique to Germany, and they literally could happen in any country. This is why it's so important for ordinary citizens to pay close attention to what's happening in the economy and to influence the outcome. You need to be paying attention. Well, the Bank of Japan is one of the worst offenders when it comes to stimulative practices. They're securitizing 43% of the long-term debt on their balance sheet, and they're only purchasing 8% of the short-term debt. That's a dramatic difference. Now, we have a large percentage of these short-term bills being held by foreigners. The Bank of Japan has reduced their balance sheet by 1.5% since April of this year. At the same time, we've seen a spike in demand for these short-term bills in the foreign market. At face value, this doesn't make any sense. These bills have negative yield. Why would foreigners want negative-yielding Japanese government debt in increasing numbers? Well, let me unpack what I think is happening, and I believe this is something to watch for a potential unraveling of the global financial system. I believe that the Japanese central bank is trying to maintain their benchmark rate very low at quarter point, which has been their previously stated goal, and I've reported previously on this show. It's happening at the same time that other central banks around the world are raising rates. The Japanese yen is falling in response against the euro and the U.S. dollar. It's the individual Japanese banks that are the actual buyers of these short-term government notes, but they too don't really want them. They're using these short-term bills as collateral to buy higher-yielding foreign debt. 
The foreigners have no desire to hold long-term Japanese government debt. It's junk in their mind, but they're willing to bet that Japan will not default on their government debt in the next 12 months or the next 90 days or however long is remaining on those short-term bills. They're not investing in Japanese bills. They're holding them as collateral in a debt swap that the Japanese banks have paid for in the swap. So the foreign investors are happy to hold the collateral, which, by the way, might not even be on a one-to-one basis. We don't actually know how much collateral is being held, but we see a huge spike in the demand for these bills internationally. Again, this is not a sign of confidence in Japanese debt. Quite on the contrary, it's a sign that the Japanese banks have to post vastly more collateral in order to hold their foreign higher-yielding investments. It's a sign the Japanese banks are in trouble. There's a global monetary shortage right now as a result of the quantitative tightening by central banks. And we're also in a second Cold War with China. And the risk of instability involving China is a growing threat. The flight to safety of the U.S. dollar and the higher yield being offered in U.S. T-bills is largely responsible for the decrease in corresponding value of the Japanese yen. Therefore, the need for more Japanese government short-term bills to post as collateral. It's a reflection of the fact that the Japanese yen has fallen relative to other currencies. The rapid change in the need for posting collateral is putting Japanese banks at risk in ways that we would not have anticipated. And if you remember the impact of the Greek sovereign debt crisis back in 2012, Japan's a much larger economy than Greece, and the impact on the global financial system of bank failures in Japan would be a tidal wave on par with the 2008 financial crisis. At the moment, The global issuers of bonds and global buyers of bonds are starting to suffer a crisis of confidence, not in the interest rate, but in the ability to repay the debt altogether. It's that crisis of confidence that is being manifested in increasingly higher yields, but also falling demand for debt of all forms. I believe this could eventually translate into a liquidity crisis on a global basis. These situations happen slowly at first and then all of a sudden, and that's why I'm looking at the headwaters of such a crisis for signs of trouble. As you think about that, have an awesome rest of your day. Go make some great things happen. We'll talk to you again tomorrow.